From the beginning, we started Everyday Driver to help people find cars they will love. Commuting is a chore, but driving should be fun. If you like to drive, then there are cars where your budget, needs, and fun all intersect, and we want to help you find them. I'm Paul. I'm Todd, and this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us on the podcast. We are pleased that you're with us, and welcome back to the Car Debate. We're really enjoying yeah. this and having a lot yeah, of fun doing this. Guys. Yeah, we've got... Uh, Back to the car debates. Uh, well, we've been continuing this for a little while now, and uh, we've got John backlog, in New yeah. Jersey. Yeah, John in New Jersey, and uh, John is looking for a normal person car, and we're not sure what that means. His wife said, "I'm not sure what that means." That's his. That's his wife's a, term. A normal yeah, person car. Does that mean a Camry? Or I mean, yeah. On the show, we kind of feel like. There's plenty of normal people who drive Lamborghini Diablos. I mean, there's just gotta be. <laughs> So, so we've got John in Jersey, and we've also got Chad. He's in transit, but Chad is actually in the Coast Guard. And uh, we would really like to give a uh, big thank you to anybody who's in the service in the American military who gives your service uh, to our country. Really appreciate your service. Yeah. If you're listening to this overseas, anywhere you are, we really appreciate it. Chad is uh, in the military life and needs something that is usable. We'll get into it a little bit more. But uh, mm -hmm. he, he's got this itch to scratch that's something. He needs this performance car. <laughs> he's got a so, small budget but wants a performance car after his next station. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. We're happy. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to talking to that. And he actually – one of the things he talked about reminded me of something we never covered. So mm -hmm. we're going to cover it tonight, and that is my car. I know that sounds random, a little bit of a left turn, but there's a lot of reasons to talk about it at once. One person actually wrote in this week and asked about my car because Paul talked about his uh, his new Jeep Grand Cherokee recently. Yeah. And also, somebody pointed out, and I am still laughing at the irony of this, somebody pointed out that when we did our all of our enthusiast cars <laughs> under every brand, and we covered every brand, we tried to cover all the cars, of course we missed some, we got some wrong, of course that's the case, but if you haven't heard those, go back, because we created quite, quite a list, if you have brands you like, you can chase a car down, but somebody wrote me and said, Wait a minute, Todd. Didn't you forget the car you own? And yes, I did. So obvious. I did forget we it. We missed it. It barely fit into our parameters. You're right. I, and the reason we we skipped it is because it's a Saab. And yeah, of course, yeah. Saab has gone bye-bye. But what I have is a Saab 92X, or the Saabaru, as it's called. I have an 05, and they were only made for two years. This is a real rare oddball car. I mean, this is what happens when car owners, uh, car makers own other car makers. At the time, GM owned about 20% uh, of Fuji Heavy Industries who make Subaru. And they did market research. Look out. It's always going to go strangely after that. And the market research revealed that Saab could get more buyers, more young professional buyers, if they had a all-wheel drive hatch. How they came to that conclusion, I don't know. But the result was they went, well, this is 03 when they people. did this. That's yeah. who it is. This is 03 when they did this. And they said, well, it would take us five years to get to a car like that. And we started from the ground up. And GM went, wait a minute, Fuji, you're going to make a Subaru WRX wagon for Saab. So Saab took it and redesigned it on the outside and kind of parts bin picked the best parts of the, the WRX and the STI. And the result was the Saab 92X. It is, underneath the skin, an 05 or 06, and there's an engine change in there, but an 05 or 06 Subaru WRX, as I like to say, in a Saab suit. It's a little bit refined in the way that it looks, but it is a WRX. I mean, that when I get parts for it, when I get it worked on, 
I just I tell people I have an 05 WRX. It's just easier to work on, easier to find parts. The Saab parts, typically the Saab branded parts, are more expensive, and they're the same parts as the WRX. Yeah. This is the car that I own. <laughs> I think it's funny when you've gone to the parts counter and you've, you've shared your stories with me about – I've got a Saab. Nope, it's a Subaru. We'll just go with Subaru mm -hmm. for those. Yep. <laughs> for those out there, we're I just going with Subaru. It. And the yep. parts, I forget various parts that you've told me about. They're the same thing, but if it has a Saab part number on it, it's two or three times as expensive. It's well, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's at least thirty. It's at least thirty percent more, at least. And, That's and so, ridiculous. And the thing is, they are a little bit more expensive to insure than a WRX because of the body panels. Mm -hmm. They're not hard to fix, sure. but if you were to wreck an 05 WRX, how many millions of those are out there? You wreck an 05 Subaru, there's not a lot of body panels just banging around waiting to be used. So if you do the lights or the body panels, that can get expensive. Everything else is very cheap. And the crazy thing is when they came out, they were four or five, maybe six grand more than the equivalent WRX. But now, and I'm revealing the secret, now the weird thing is because so few people know about them, if you want to buy one, they are two or three, maybe sometimes as much as five grand less used than an equivalent WRX, which is insane. Hmm. So the trade-off is the parts and possibly the part cost, but you get essentially a WRX for far less, I guess. And I, and I would say a better-looking WRX. Yeah, I mean, that's the I thing agree. about it. Not everybody likes them, but I mean, this is – look, it's not a perfect car, but I have loved it. I've had it since – uh, the fall of 2010, it has been my year-round car. More importantly, it has been my winter beater car. It has gotten beat on in Utah winters. Yeah. But I have done, you know, let us make rooster tails in the snowdrifts. I have done that. It has been fantastic. It has coming up on about 190,000 miles, Ooh. which is insane. I bought it at 120, so I've put quite a few miles on it. Mainly commuting is what I've mainly done with it. But I've commuted in all weather. It's been very reliable. I have not done. I haven't done anything to it tuning wise. Would have liked to, but the money was always needed to go somewhere else. That's just life. Yeah. You know. But but the, at the same time, you know, you, you and I have done some of the work on it. We've done shocks. Yeah. Because it needed the minute I got it, it needed shocks. So we did shocks, upgraded the brakes a little bit. Uh, it's it needed a clutch somewhere in there, but that's not a surprise. Um, but you know, by and large, it's just maintenance stuff. There hasn't been any like, oh my gosh, what just happened kind of thing. I did replace one of the lights that that yellowed on me, but. And that was expensive. The lights for the WRX was like a hundred bucks. My light was like two fifty because it's a Saab nine two X light, and they didn't make very many. So there's a perfect yeah, nice. example. But you know, this has been a great car that I am just getting to a stage now where possibly late this spring, early this summer, I'm thinking about getting rid of it. Yeah. Not because it's really any problems, but I just I think it's time to move on. I've had it a while, and uh, before it goes, though, Paul, and I've, I've warned you of this before it goes. We should do a little review of it because the 92X is just – it's not on camera. Nobody really knows about it. So we're going to try to cover it. That's funny because I've seen more of them out here in Utah than I ever did in California. And you'd think you'd, oh, yeah. you'd see them all over the country. But I – Oh, yeah. I mean it's kind of the Subaru. It's the nicer looking Subaru and, mm -hmm. and there's a mm -hmm. huge market for it here in Utah. And uh, it is a fun car. We've both driven it. You've let me drive it quite a bit and uh, – Every yep. time that turbo kicks, it's a fun car. It really is. I mean, it's it's a WRX. Yeah, I mean, I've, That's what it is. I've tracked it, tracked it a little bit, not much. Tracked it a little bit and driven it in all weather conditions, and it has been bomb-proof. Now, I'm going to say it again. 
I have winter tires. So, you know, that <laughs> yeah. all-wheel drive system with the Blizzax on has been a riot. I, I never think about problems when, it's, when the weather's terrible. People look at me like, aren't you worried about driving in this? I'm like, no, I'm excited. Okay. So it's, it's been a great car. But I just feel like it's probably that, that time to move on just to get something else. So at some point I will sell it to somebody that's excited about it, and I hope they will be excited about it. The only oddball in, in my car is, uh, I remember telling you this, Paul, that the guy that had it before me, um, didn't uh, keep up with it very. He didn't have it very long. He had it like six months because he apparently wasn't watching the oil level, and decided to burn out the engine. So yeah. before I got it, he replaced the engine, and he replaced. I mean, he really replaced the engine at a cost that was pretty much what the car was almost worth. I mean, it was insane. So I bought it because he was trying to get out from under it. So I got this car with about one hundred and eighteen, hundred and twenty thousand miles, with a new engine. So obviously the running gear is 190,000 miles, but the engine is what? Uh, I'm not good at math, but what, 70? Yeah, so, not I mean, that bad. It's, it has run really well, and I have been, well, good about keeping oil in it. Strange idea. But uh, it's been, it has been a heck of a car, and I'm excited for something else. But the 92X is an unspoken, and to the point that we even forgot it on our enthusiast list. <laughs> so It funny. is an unsung hero. And, uh, and so we should, wanted to at least give it a nod. That is my current car, and if you're th shopping for a 92X or you're shopping for a Subaru WRX, look at the 92X because people forget it, and it's, it's pretty cool. Well, I am excited to review it, and I'm also excited to talk about whatever you get next. Whenever that is, I'm excited to talk about the buying process, however you yeah. go through it, yeah. and you know, you've got a long list. We've batted around a bunch of ideas for you, and mm -hmm. so I'm excited to talk yeah. about whatever's next. But yeah, we, we should drive that and I do want, one little send-off. I you want rear-wheel drive, but, but yeah, I do need to do a send-off for the 92X, and yeah. so we'll see how all that lines up in the months to come. But all we right. should move on to car debates. John in New Jersey, really appreciate you writing in. And uh, yes, this is uh, John writes to us and says he looks forward to his Tuesday drive to work knowing he'll have a new episode. So, John, thank you for listening. Really appreciate yeah, it. that's cool. John is yeah, about to move to California. And he's mm. got three cars here. He's got uh, one of the first-generation Miata, N.A. Miata, a Beater mm -hmm. Subaru Legacy, and... Uh, He's moving all the way across the country. He's also got a BMW E30 that he keeps yep. tucked away until he likes to take it out, I'm guessing, for nice weather. I don't know if they salt yeah. the roads in New Jersey like they do here, but I'm, I'm guessing he keeps it tucked away during the winter months. And you know, when the, he the crazy thing gets, is here, he's moving to California, nice. which, which is the land of fantastic driving roads and fantastic Year round. Road. Year but round. in the process, he is unloading his entire fleet. He's getting rid of all of it. And going to California, and he's had his – I love this story. He's had his <laughs> – I'm just hearing conversations with my own wife. He, he's, <laughs> he's had his eye on, hey, I want to move to L.A. and buy an S2000. And his wife has kind of gone, you're insane. Get a normal person car. And his question is, okay, honey, what's a normal person car? Which, frankly, is my question, too. Define normal from a car buying perspective. But he is an enthusiast. So he said, all right, guys, if the S2000 is probably not realistic – then what are my options? And he starts listing out some things that he likes. But the truth of it is, he's kind of leaning back toward, well, should I get another Miata? I need a daily driver. I may autocross it too. Yeah, but that was the thing, just... throwing the autocross twist in there, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so what is a normal not person car? With space. I, I agree with you. I, I don't know what the definition is. We do a whole episode is, but, but on normal, normal people cars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Define that. So anyway, but here's the thing. He said he'd like to spend about fifteen grand, maybe a bit more, but he'd like to spend about fifteen grand. 
and does want something fun. Doesn't have to be four seats, can be a two-seater. I mean, he said, hey, what about another Miata, guys? What do you think of that? Because, of course, the, you know, the, the joke is the answer is Miata. So his, he's thrown out fifteen grand, quasi, I guess, what I think about the normal person thing, I think what she's saying between the lines is a little more usable than a highly strung, no torque down low, only a six-speed convertible and nothing else. That's what I think she's saying. Right. I, I like the ideas here. And I don't think the Miata is the answer to everything. Personally, I think Porsche is the answer either. to everything. I mean, if you asked me. Well, of course you were going to go it's there. It's going to be yeah. Porsche. But uh, he's uh, John's written in and said uh, possibly another Miata and tuck some money aside. Of course, the S2000. John, mm -hmm. I like your suggestion about this E36 generation M3, so it would be a generation newer than the E30 that you've got, mm -hmm. and certainly more power. You'd be stepping up to a little bit more fun, nicer car there. Uh, you've got Fiesta ST on the list, MR2 Spider. I, I've not driven that, but I'm not super fond of those. They just well, but come off as thing. cheap here's and the thing. not here's that Here's the thing fun with the MR2 Spider. It's no more normal. Than the S two thousand, and actually, it's less refined and less usable. So I think I think the MR two Spider is just out. But what I think is interesting is with the MR two Spider, the S two thousand, and the Miata. I think between the lines, he's saying, "Hey guys, I'd like a convertible." You think so? No, yeah, if, um... I, I kind of do. I mean, I, I I don't know that that's the answer, but I think it's clear to me he's moving to California from Jersey, and he wants a fun car. And he's obviously gravitating to some degree toward convertibles. I think that's I think that's a consideration here. I really do. I, I guess in California, a convertible is a normal car. I mean, if you go to California, you rent one. Absolutely. It's going to be a convertible Mustang. So you see those everywhere. I suppose yeah. so. I've got uh, I've got a different idea, and it, I've I've kind of read between the lines in the email here, and I've tried to pull some details out and. And mm -hmm. I've got a few suggestions, and yes, Miata's on my list. You could go newer. You certainly could. The NC generation that we drove, it's a bit of a bigger car. You could go either hardtop convertible. You could go the soft top. It's a, mm -hmm. a little bit roomier in there. I think I liked it better. Just I didn't feel quite like a such a bobblehead doll in the car. But uh, yeah. yes, yeah, S2K's needed. on the list. I did think of uh, – you sent me a Auto Trader um, – Link for an FRS, or it was a BRZ for like sixteen grand. I think that you you were digging around and you found that, which could yeah. If you shop nationwide, you could find them. I mean, nationwide, if he could go fifteen could to twenty, he could he could get into himself a, a used FRS. I mean, I hate to go FRS on this answer here, but you're right. That is a possibility. Well, I'm not going to land there. I'm going to keep going. I thought, all right, I agree with the BMW, the E36 M3. I like that idea, and I. I keep reading here and I think, all right, so you've got a BMW. So you're a BMW guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he says he doesn't want to spend much more than 15K, but how much is much more? A couple grand, maybe? <laughs> Can yeah. I push that yeah, yeah. a little bit? Because I think I went shopping for John. John, here it is. Okay. This is my suggestion. And it is an E90 Series 335i Coupe. You can find a 2007 uh, okay. for $18,000. Now, here's the Interesting. thing. That's that 300 horsepower twin turbo inline six, lovely engine. The problem yeah. with this car that I found out is this Achilles heel with this high pressure fuel pump in those cars that ended up being a recall for BMW and a lot of owners mm -hmm. have had to replace that part. I'm sure it's an expensive fix on those cars. So the, the trade-off is, yes, you could get – I found this car, 07 with uh, – huh. it had 58,000 miles for eighteen grand. 
that to me is a good buy. That is well, I mean, that is the thing is, and smart. It loses it loses the the complete small chuck ability that he's enjoyed with his Miata or even you know he would have with an S two thousand. But it does gain a more hey I bought a, a grown up quote unquote normal yes. car for the and life. It, it pushes I, it more towards that the normal because you could autocross that. I, I mean, see that you could Here, autocross asphalt paving equipment if you wanted to. People autocross anything. It's, it's a run what you brung. You're right. You're absolutely right. But this this leans more towards. It's definitely going to be fun to drive, handles well. Mm-hmm. You could yeah. take it to dinner. You can take your wife to dinner in it, justify a new BMW purchase. That's going to yeah. feel normal, but yet the coupe is still fun and sporty enough where you could autocross it, and there's boatloads of canyon roads in and around L.A. that you could take this car Absolutely. in, and you're going to have a lot of fun yeah. in this car. You could have fun. So well, you know, I, I, it's actually, a trade-off. You made me think of a car. You made me think of a car that I, I, w- I didn't look up, so I will admit that I'm, I'm flying blind on this recommendation. But, again, how, how stringent is the 15K mark? But, but <laughs> We're pushing what it. About an e, what about an E46 M3? Can you get those for under 20? I believe you could. And the more I was reading about the E46, that's the 98 to 06 generation. A lot of people yeah, were yeah. saying that generation ultimately is more reliable. So that's actually going back a generation from this E90, mm-hmm. and you could go there. I, I'm not sure I like the styling quite as much, but I bet you you could shop I, smart and get a, a little bit more reliable car in there. And I think do that well. E46 M3 is. Uh, I think that may be the answer because it's got the classy, but it also great engine. I mean, yeah. one of the better M3s ever. I mean, it really is. I mean, you liked your E30. I think you could jump over the E36, which you've mentioned, and go right to the E46. That, that Again, I'm, I'm, I'm mm. flying blind. I'm not having researched I don't know if you could get nationwide to see what you could get one. But an M3 E46, that would be the business if you could do it. But I, you know what I've thought of? I've got something for John. I think I may have a bit of a sniper shot for John. Oh, really? Okay, go. He's talking convertible. S2000 is a bit, you know, you know, hair on fire. MR2 Spider is, it's just not nice enough. It isn't. I mean, no. it's, it's less so than the, the S2000. The no. S2000 is awesome, obviously, but it's, it's even less so than that. You, you're gravitating back and forth toward the Miata. You know what you could do, though? For 15, absolutely with 18. But with 15, you can. What about a Boxster? Hmm. Because it, it maintains all of that handling he's looking for. Because he's talking about wanting something small and handle, hmm. handling focused. So it's got all of that small handling focus, but yet with the trunk and the frunk, it actually has usability. It has a far bigger, nicer cabin than the S2000, the MR2, or the Miata, hands down. If you can get an 05 and up, that is a great car. Even in the base engine, it's probably going to feel faster than, than, than a Miata has for you. But if you want to go to dinner in that car... If you want to go cross country in classy, that car, you fun, can. Sporty. You can. Classy, fun, gonna look great, gonna feel great. That is a car that feels like a grown up's car, but it is a fantastic performance car. Honestly, John, I think it's a Boxster. I think that's the answer. See, John, I told you, Porsche is the answer to everything, not Miata. Okay. I, it's I wasn't, Porsche. I wasn't trying I was to, right. to back your play there, but <laughs> I think that's the answer here. I was going to say on that E46 BMW. We drove that car. Don't get the SMG. I know there's people listening who do have the SMG, and they will defend it and like it. Get the the six-speed manual. If you do, you'll just be happier. (laughs) You're going to like it a whole lot more. But I'm really intrigued by this boxer suggestion. I wonder how new you could go. I wonder if you could go up to uh, 03 or an 06 maybe. No, no, no. You can do 05, 06. You know, 05 is the model year change. 
Uh-huh, so, right. so you can do 05, 06. That's right at the model year change. You can do that. And that is a it's a better looking car. The engine can become yeah, more powerful. Yeah, a little bit bigger. You can do that base Boxster 05, 06 for certainly with, with 20, no question. With 15, you shop smart, you could probably find a couple. So I look, they're in that range. You can start touching them for that, for that money. So depending <laughs> upon what John can do, I think that's the answer. I love it. I, I'm sold, really. So, John, we've so given we, you some great suggestions there. Please let us know what you end up getting. We're very curious. Definitely. And, and, uh, and anyone congrats on moving to California. You yeah. will love those roads out there. They're amazing. Yeah, the, I I miss those roads. But, you know, we'll be shooting a, a whole bunch more out there, and uh, we'll we'll still be going yeah. to L.A. plenty well, for various press cars will. and shooting out yep, there. Yep. So, uh, anyway, let's keep rocking so let's to, talk about, uh, to let's Chad. Let's talk about Chad. Yeah, and, and Chad has not told us where he is or where he's going, but he's with the Coast Guard. So let's be honest, he's near a coast. Uh, so you know, <laughs> brilliant, aren't I? Look out! Look out! Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm the smart one. Your powers of but, deduction but are staggering. But he's in the process of moving. One of the things I like about Chad's story, though, is he said that he bought a WRX that he loved thanks to our show. I think that's awesome. That is he had pretty it for cool. A while loved it, yeah. got rid of it because he needed a truck for a while. So now he's got the itch. I want a fun car again. All right, guys, what should I do? Chad's budget is between five and eight grand. He's also not, uh, he's sort of drive wheel agnostic, I'll say. So front wheel drive, rear wheel drive, all wheel drive. He is open nice. to suggestions. He's got a 67 Mustang that he was thinking about turning into a fun car, but that's going to take some time and money that probably uh, isn't in the cards. So that might be out of the like picture. Yeah, it sounds like a project car that may go away. Yeah, that might go move. away. That's what it sounded like to me. Uh, Chad, so you wrote in, and uh, my my first thought is when you said possibly an old bug eye, my, I actually thought you were talking about the 1958 Austin Healey bug eye Sprite, and I thought, wait, wait, wait. No, no, You're no, talking about a no, no. Subaru. W WRX, friend. <laughs> WRX, friend. Yeah, I just – because that's, that's what that car is known for is the bug eye. It's like, oh, yeah. Subaru, he, right. He had a – well, yes, but it's he like, had a, a 2013 WRX, but now he, he can't swing one that new. So he's got this roughly $8,000 cap. So he's talking about an old bug eye, which is the like the 04 yeah, Subaru. Yeah, 03, 04s. Um, yeah, um, yeah. So he's talking about those guys, uh, the WRX. And then he even said, hey, what about a 92X? Uh, Chad, I'm going to say it. <clears throat> you want to buy my car? Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, hey, send me an email. Let's talk about it. But but uh, you know, I, I really wasn't I wasn't talking about this for that purpose. But he's he's called it out. Should I get a nine two X? I would say get a nine two X over a bug eye. Definitely. Todd's got so, one. So uh, anyway, well, Chad, how about a nice PT Cruiser? Yeah, you could get that for eight grand. Easy. No. Uh, what? Where did you go? You're <laughs> you're in the weeds now. That's not no. no Just we're not doing that. kidding. Just kidding. All right. So but, I I thought of a couple on here, but I I do have options uh, here for eight grand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I believe I've discovered Chad's car. I believe that oh, I Oh really? Okay. All uh, right. It's not a wild card. It's an entirely it's entirely doable. And the reason is right. is because again, Chad being in the military, this car might sit and I don't want him to have a, a German car where you come back and you try to start it and the battery's dead after leaving it for a couple of weeks or you know, whatever. You need mm -hmm. probably a Japanese yeah. car, yeah. something very reliable. Again, I'm 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 really trying to respect the budget here. I'm trying not to go past eight grand. That's pretty tough. So I was initially thinking, uh, you know, Honda Prelude, you know, that um, 04. Yeah, the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've I've said that before. I thought that could be interesting. And then what about you know a Pontiac GTO from 03, kind of a reliable V8, kind of a fun car. Yeah. Um, but then I threw that all out, and uh -oh. I I believe uh -oh. I've hit upon it. And it is, I went shopping. It is an 07 okay. 
Mazda Speed 3. I found one with 50,000 mm. miles, only 50,000 miles for $7,500. Really? Yep. That's a surprise. I think, Chad, that's your car, honestly, because it's That Japanese. would be a load of fun. It's fun. That would be a load of fun. My concern would be how beat on has that car been. But but it, but it any generation of that car is sure. loads of fun. I, I, I found actually quite there. a few. I think that's interesting for Chad. Yeah, that's interesting. In that I hadn't thought range. about that. I really hadn't. I was thinking about that, too, because it's got back seats, and he's got two small children, so he can get some mm-hmm. stuff in there. You've got cargo yeah. space. You can get kids in the back. It's going to be fun. And with low miles on that thing, I think it's going to be perfectly reliable. And that fits the price range. That fits the budget. Interesting. I found two that surprised me. Well, actually, one didn't surprise me. I knew it would be. But two that surprised me because I don't think I've recommended either one before. But I think they could work for Chad. And one is the early gen, like the 03 to 05, the Infiniti G35 Coupe. So the 35 Coupe. So the one that matches the the Nissan 350Z. Mm, But it's the G35 Coupe. You can get them. Eight grand, you can buy one. You absolutely can. I found quite a few, actually. You know, talking in the 70,000-mile range or so. But, really? But a G35 Coupe, yeah, that's got a good amount of over 300 horsepower. It's got a nice yeah, six-speed. It's got those tiny little back seats. You've got tiny little kids. That could work out really well. Again, It's the more Japanese. usable version of the Nissan 350Z, yeah. which could be an option, but that is a two-seat car, and we're not a huge fan of it. So I say Infiniti G35 Coupe, Ooh, that's, that's an option. I haven't recommended that car before, but it is it is in this price point. And you know the other one I found, which I think is obvious, because if you're talking performance car, Chad, that says to me you want something that's going to feel just fun to drive, okay? And you want it to not cost much. Now, yes, we could say Miata, but I'm not going to go Miata. I'm going to go Mazda RX-8. Hmm. Hmm. What year? Oh, it doesn't matter. You've got options. At eight grand, those things have fallen off a cliff so much because of their questionable reliability of that rotary engine. Uh, With eight grand, you have an option. And here's the thing. The rotary engine, I will both defend it and and shame it at the same time. Yes, it is problematic. I mean, that's my concern about the reliability and and fuel economy. You get on the forums and find out the way. It's a performance car. It's a fun car. Fuel economy, I think, is irrelevant in this discussion. But here's the thing. Get on the forums and find out how to take care of it. And the two key things that everybody's going to tell you is always check the oil. They burn oil. They're supposed to, and they do. Always check the oil. And when you drive it, you have to rev it out. Those engines need to be revved to keep running well. If you are on top of the engine, it can be reliable. You're not going to drive this car all the time, though. That's the other thing. You could get it, and it's going to be reliable enough, I think, for your needs. Take care of the engine like you're supposed to. They are incredibly fun to drive because the engine is so smooth and so unique in the way that, I mean, I'm not a big rotary fan, but it is a very unique experience. And they are light and incredibly fun to chuck around. But if you need to haul the kids, you can. Mazda RX-8 is an interesting match for you, Chad. That's interesting. I think it's going to be less reliable than the Mazda Speed, but I think it could be okay. You'll have to shop smart for something that's not just completely raced out and burnt out and modded and that kind of thing. I, I but mean, there's, to there's find a good, options. a good one, I, I'm a little concerned about that. You'd have to really kind of dig to find a something that's been pretty, you know, pretty cared for and given bubble baths. I don't, I don't think he has to dig as far thing, as you, you think. The, the, given bubble baths, nice. I don't think he has to dig as far as you might think because the thing about those cars is you either want one and you're chasing it or there's no market for them at all. Nobody else will touch them. Yeah. So they really don't have good resale value. And because the gas mileage isn't good and because they have that reputation of this engine could cause me problems, 
they're cheap. They're cheap hmm. for good ones. So I think it's worth at least looking at. Interesting. All right, Chad. Well, you've got two Mazda suggestions there. And uh, again, very interested to hear uh, what you end up getting. So uh, let us know. And uh, hopefully this helps you. But uh, if uh, you've got your own car debate, write to us at everydaydrivertv mm-hmm. at gmail.com. We love to hear, uh, you know, people are writing in more and more. So please. Uh, Consistently, which is great. Please write Thank to you us. Guys. We love debating this and love, you know, dredging up fun ideas out of nowhere <laughs> and and especially with a price point that's where both todd and i can really get creative so write to us Your all thoughts. the usual suspects on social media and um yeah check us out on youtube as well for videos probably a lot of the cars that we suggest there's a good reason why is because we've driven them and produced oh, a definitely. video review of it yeah. so check that out as well yeah you can go through obviously all of our enthusiast cars from every manufacturer there was a five week series we did here on the podcast if you're listening to the podcast hey do us a favor on both stitcher itunes wherever you listen please go on there and rate it please share it you guys doing that is the thing that makes it grow we've got some really nice ratings some really nice reviews if you wouldn't mind please take the time rate and review that will help this podcast grow thankfully it is growing it does do pretty well it winds up in the top 10 of automotive fairly regularly pretty cool we're very flattered by that but that is i'm serious that is entirely due to you guys so if you rate and review you're helping us do that more speaking of rating and reviewing Obviously, you can do that on our YouTube videos, but if you've watched either of our feature films, Mid-Edge of the Mountains or The 50 Years of 9-11, please rate and review those because, again, it's the same kind of deal. It helps people go, I really ought to watch this. Yeah, We've got people that have watched the show. It's interesting. I keep hearing this when they write in for car debates, and you've seen these too. We've got people that have watched the show for years and are just now going, I really want to watch 50 Years of (laughs) 9-11. And they're buying the Blu-ray, and they're loving it. And that's great to hear. So thank you guys for doing that. I mean, obviously, we're doing a big film a year that is expensive for us. That's why we charge for it. Thank you guys to all of you that have supported that. So if you're looking for Mid-Engines and Mountains, which is Alpha 4C, Porsche Cayman, and Lotus Elise, that is one of our films. And then 50 Years of 9-11 was eight 9-11s plus a bonus of the GT3 4.0. You really ought to watch those if you're interested at all, and those are available on Blu-ray at Amazon. Uh, sorry, on Amazon on Blu-ray. I should put it that way, or Vimeo for rental or download. So uh, definitely look into those as well. I think it should make a T-shirt that says "Porsche: The Answer to Everything." Don't you think that'd sell? Easy there, easy there. It'd sell to you and everyone that currently owns a Porsche, and then we'd be out of stock. <laughs> so yeah, I like it. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>